Today's show is sponsored by George Decay's favourite phrase. Oh my. Hello, you're listening to The Technical Difficulties. I'm Tom Scott. Joining me in the studio today, please welcome me. He reads books you know. It's Chris Joel. Bonsoir, mes petits. Everybody's favourite Gary Brown. Gary Brannan. Touch me here. Touch me there. But don't touch teacher. And the bounciest man on the internet, Matt Gray. They see me rolling, they hate him, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. Thanks for that. The way the show works is very simple. In front of me, I have a deck of classic trivia question cards. By classic, I mean they're from 1984. I'm going to read out an answer. All you have to do is guess the question. Correct questions get you a point and a ding. And the prize for particularly good answers, which is... Mystery Biscuits! Oh yeah! So we start with Shangri-La. I know there's a hotel called that. There's a lot of things called that. Paradise, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Or something. A mythical utopia, according to the question, but what book did it come from and who wrote it? Lewis Carroll. No. My Weekend in Stevenage by Filthy Henderson. No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got my copy of that, actually? I need that back. (laughs) Once I've unstuck the pages. (laughs) Filthy Henderson sounds like a type of s***. Excuse me, I've got to go take a Filthy Henderson. (laughs) I give it twenty minutes and light a light a towel before you leave <laughs> to burn it off. Light a towel. A towel. <laughs> Match ain't gonna cut it. Match ain't gonna cut it. You gotta get more of a burn on that. Something that keeps going. That's why I've not been invited back to the Shangri La. <laughs> Everybody that's listening is going. The hell could that be? <laughs> where, where was Shangri La? Um, yep. The mythical utopia of any idea which book? Milton, Paradise Lost. Uh, you're one character away. Paradise Loosed. <laughs> James Hilton's Lost Horizon. Oh, cock ass. <laughs> cock ass. <laughs> That's another well-known utopia. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one so many aspire to. <laughs> Your next one is The Good Ship Lollipop. Uh, Shirley Temple. Oh, yes. Do you know what the film was where she sung about it? Filthy Henderson's Week in Stevenage. <laughs> They filmed it. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always she... said that was unfilmable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like the life of Tristram Shandy. They found a way. <laughs> I thought it would be from the film Good Shit Lollipop. Quite frankly, I didn't realise that it was like. No, it's not. Die Hard Two. <laughs> oh man, I can't work out if that would improve Die Hard Two or not. What do you mean improve Die Hard Two? <laughs> <laughs> Just after Bruce Willis, you know, ejects from the plane as it's exploding. <laughs> Whether having Shirley Temple on the ground singing at him would help or not. <laughs> I just like the idea, actually. I mean, there's not as much glass in his feet in the second one, but if you move it into the first one, and she's just there in tap shoes with steel toe caps, just dancing <laughs> over the glass, going, what are you dicking about? That? <laughs> <laughs> just, just tapping as he says, yippee-ki-yay, would have been a whole difference. Could have been, he can dance, can Bruce Willis, we know this. Oh, so, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he? Oh, yeah. He's... Can't sing, can't act, can dance a bit. Yeah. He's got good. two albums, though. The that's other... Fred Astaire's. That's what his report was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but he actually goes like, so shows very little persuasion in the field of acting. Did also dances. It's just <laughs> you know this long spiel about things you can't do, and then just also dances. Am I right in thinking Fred Astaire's only Oscar was for Tower and Inferno? I have something? no idea. Best supporting actor or something? Really? Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's in Tower and Inferno. Fred Astaire. Uh, no, we were looking for the film Bright Eyes, ah. which is apparently where Good Chip Lollipop comes from. There you go. Not to be confused with Watership Down. I was going to say, <laughs> when I read the card, I got slightly confused. No, the Bread evil black rabbit. Watership Down is my favourite U-boat movie, though. <laughs> See, I was thinking my favourite rabbit helicopter film. <laughs> <laughs> it's Somalia. Black Hawk Down. With rabbits. 
Little helmet on with his ears sticking through. <laughs> God damn it, Fiverr, we gotta get to the LZ! <laughs> First draft. Note, could we make it about people? Question <laughs> Let's see that. Yeah, I literally no, wouldn't. No, I would I'm, right. I'm, see I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> it's emotional. <laughs> Your next one is the nose. And pause. Yep. Only places a dog has sweat glands. Biscuits! Oh, biscuits! Oh, yeah. Straight in with the facts there. <laughs> Fact. How do you know that? I don't know. It's in there, though, rattling around <laughs> in the big empty bean tin that is my head. <laughs> Your next one is Fanny Craddock. TV cookery. Yes, it is. With the very famous line, I forget who it was that, um, that said it during some live broadcast. As Fanny Craddock was making donuts, uh, her co-host came out with a line, and I hope all your donuts come out looking like Fanny's. He <laughs> <laughs> knew exactly what he was saying. <laughs> she was horrific. She's the scariest. I have seen Fanny Craddock. She's the scariest TV cook I've ever seen. Really? Because, you know, we were talking a while back about doing geese at Christmas and stuff mm. like that. <laughs> Cooking. Not <me>. doing geese. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking one. <laughs> but... Cooking geese at Christmas, and they'll say, you know, you've got to, you've got to prick the skin to let the fat out. She doesn't say it that way. She says, now take two forks and stab it like it's the face of someone you hate. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes for it. I tell you now, she really jabs that goose. Now the thing is, in arts and literature here, so we're actually looking for something she wrote. She wrote, Col- she wrote columns, um, cookery columns for a magazine. Mm, hardly what we've got here. War comes to Castle Rising. I can only assume oh, she took been to Castle Rising. Up a tiny little village in Norfolk with a castle, unsurprisingly, and it's on a rise, but ah. war never went there. Open brackets with cake. Close brackets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's a lovely book with some really detailed recipes in there. <laughs> Sounds like an Ian Fleming novel, though, which yeah, war- he can bulk out with how to make eggs. <laughs> it turns out that it's, it's not actually war. They, they trimmed the title. It's Walnut. <laughs> Your next one is... Heartbreak Hotel. What's another name for the travel lodge in Stevenage? <laughs> really is. I've stayed in the travel lodge at Luton. Oh, I don't know. I once stayed in the Holiday Inn in Dundee. I nearly got my, my ankle broken by Nasher at the Beano. What? Because <laughs> in Dundee is where DC Thompson, okay, the comic yes. company, okay, is, is, cool is based. And in Dundee, they've got massive bronze statues mm. of Desperate Dan, mm. uh, Dennis the Menace, and Nasher. But the snow was about two foot deep. <laughs> Which covered Nasher. <laughs> <laughs> so having skirted around Desperate Dan and Dennis the Menace, I just carried on and I full on hoofed Nasher. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Little. I want to see a snow covered Nasher. <laughs> I, I, I quipped face down. <laughs> <laughs> to no one. <laughs> um, Heartbreak Hotel, gentlemen, where might you find it? Down at the end of Lonely Lonely Street. Street. Thank you very much. Chris, you'll get the point there. Hey! Your next one is Three Dashes. S. No! Oh! Oh no! no. In fact, Gary, you're exactly right. Because your reaction to that was... Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> my brain's just flipped you it over. Yeah, yeah. Accidentally right there. I'll share yeah. the points. To be fair, he was on the right line. It's just that I just you, exactly wrong. Morse code for those listening that are thick. <laughs> hey. hey, have you have you heard of numbers stations? Yes, I have. I've yes. heard one. I've heard one. I've heard one. So if you get um, a shortwave radio, yeah, and tune it to a specific frequency, um, if you can listen, um, generally like on the hour, 
Yeah. There's a computerized voice reading out strings of numbers. It'll be preceded by a little musical... And most of them have like an introduction, a musical introduction. And no one knows what there are. There's no official documentation for it. All organizations deny that they exist. Yeah. And uh, most people have theorized that it's um, Russian spies communication it's, along it's with their uh, time actually. code books. But... There was a British one. Lincoln Poacher, who's yeah. in Cyprus. Yeah, um, it's not. It just is a thing. I think they've discontinued it now. But it is very. They're very spooky to yeah, listen to because spooky. it's just a voice going like three, three five, five, seven, seven one, one, nine. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh my god! That's did you nuts. just pick the same numbers? <laughs> yeah, we did. We just picked the, the same, same numbers. numbers. <laughs> three, five, seven, one, nine. Yeah, it's like Darren Brown, but sh- <laughs> <laughs> wow, that. Wasn't set up, folks. No. I mean, you've both heard number stations. That's not the number. No, it's... Because they're just random numbers. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. random. It's a coded message, but it's, you know, letters wow. turned into numbers. But... Or whatever however else. Yeah. Or whatever the hell they Yeah, it could be, I don't know, a, a, a picture. <laughs> it's transmitting, just a... transmitting binary data over a period of months that they get. Yeah. <laughs> the when they finally put it, to, <laughs> put it together, it's a crudely drawn card. <laughs> <laughs> With lol... End career underneath. <laughs> I want to set up a number station to do that now. <laughs> if it wasn't um, against um, Ofcom broadcasting laws, I would have already set up a number <laughs> station. <laughs> Your next one is cartilage. Nom nom nom. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Ears. If I had. And you know where the already Was transporting goods. Here we go. <laughs> Get comfy. <laughs> Settling, chaps. Settling for this one. In a wheeled truck. Get you, get your pen and pencil ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pulled by a horse. And I was walking along the very finality of a cliff. Yeah. What would that phenomenon be called? Cartilage. Dangerous driving. <laughs> you never know. You may have an urgent need. There may be supplies for the starving village and the only, all the other roads are flooded. And the only road that's open is the high road that goes along the edge of the dangerous crumbling cliffs, say in East Yorkshire. Would you do that? Would you let the village starve? Yes. <laughs> Depends on the village. If it's Whitby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's f***ing harsh. Draculas are in there. Exactly. I'm trying to just say Draculas are in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes they've they've bred that's the first time anyone's made that kind of gag about Whitby let's face it it's normally quite an upstanding town but yeah if that was a situation yes I would drive my cart along the the ledge of the cliff to feed the starving villagers you are all monsters it's in science and nature <laughs> uh, so it's not what her ears made out of then no um, something very different uh, in the animal kingdom Oh, sharks, cartilaginous fish. Oh, spot on. Sir. What is a shark skeleton made of? Points to you. Woohoo! Your next one is Dick Emery. <laughs> What's everyone's least favourite kind of emery board? Bollocks, you oh. got there quicker than I was going to get. That's where I was going. <laughs> now, you see, I was just going to shout cock filing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with all the dust is the question. Oh. Dick dust, it would no doubt be called if it existed. That's a nightclub singer in Las Vegas. <laughs> also, also, Braz, I hate to break this to you, but you know how dust is human skin. I mean, we're in Matt Gray's living room right now. Chances are, at some point, we've breathed in a particle of his cock. 
<laughs> no, that that's true, friend. If you walk through the, the the houses of Parliament, you are you are probably going to you know have the taste of David Cameron's dick on your tongue at some point. It's it's part <laughs> of it's part of life, to be honest. <laughs> but just if you think, if you're on the uh, a packed bus, yeah, a, a little piece of everyone inside you. Circle of life. <laughs> if you're listening to us on public transport, now have a Take nice a- breathe in. <laughs> a big gulp. Take a deep breath and try not to think about it. <laughs> and then look around. Some of you are winners. Many of you have lost. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thought, just on the David Cameron House of Parliament thing. Do you think his ass group is on the front bench? No, he's not been there long enough. Oh, <laughs> but that's a fair point. If you come in after a long sitting kind of prime minister, what? So, so after major or something, you sort of have to remould oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say the dispatch box because a lot of people stand and sit there. It's not always his duty mm. to be there, but it is going to be his desk, his office, everything like that. It will have moulded around. Actually, yeah. the speaker as well because they yeah, tend to have long yeah. terms. Yeah. No one else is in. I don't know. Seat. There's there's a few of them in there. There's a few deputies. So there's, there's three to keep oh, it here varied. Okay. But, uh, but they won't have a comfortable shift. <laughs> yeah, the speaker's not really paying attention all the time. It's the whole thing if you have a shared seat like that, you know, the pocket of the speaker's chair, it's mm. going to have someone's wine gums in, isn't it? It's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's Yeah, like do you a... think they run a sweetie club to stop them arguing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoever finishes off the last bag has to buy the next one. Well, it's only fair, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, you know someone's just going to leave one in there. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get that petty kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or someone's going to go on holiday and bring back some chilly ones and think that everyone wants them. They're going to be there for ages. <laughs> uh, where were we again? Oh, no. oh, Dick Emery. Dick um, Emery. Oh, you are awful. Oh, spot on. Um, you. Your last one then, the tail. What should you try and catch a tiger by? Oh, it's not that. It's in science and nature rather than arts and literature. But... So we're looking for an animal that has a tail. No, we're not. What is the coccyx the last vestige of? Oh, no, we're actually not in the animal kingdom here, or anything. We're, we're more mineral here than... Comets, comets, comets. Oh, no. Um, many things have tails, but it's not astronomical, and it's not an animal. It's not something alive, but it has a tail. Yeah. Chaucer? Aeroplane. Aeroplane. Chaucer? Can't be tails. tails. Oh, clever. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about an aeroplane's tail. And this is an odd question, I'll give you that. Aerial on something like that, direction ability. Which section of an airplane gives you the bumpiest ride? You're also statistically <clears throat> more likely to survive, aren't you, if you're at the back of a plane? So the trade-off is, you know, spew up but live. Considering there's thousands and thousands and thousands of planes in the air every single day, you're still probably going to be fine. Yeah, I'm not on any of them. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> down here. Unless, because we're under a flight path, and one lands on us. <laughs> I can take it. You reckon? <laughs> what I can just see is the plane crashes, it's there, there's still a bit of flame, door opens, you walk out, still holding a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, Mysteriously you're... smoking a cigar. <laughs> Morning. Someone else's cigar. <laughs> just lifted out, lit on the flames. Knew I shouldn't have gone out on a Sunday. <laughs> I'd have to come up with some kind of Roger Moore-esque quip. Which is, I'd suddenly step out wearing a full dinner suit, Straight in the tango. You just can't get the service these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that I sort of open the door, stumble out, straighten the walk forward, and then just face plant on stepping <laughs> over something. <laughs> A garden rake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or as I just sleep in. <laughs> Throw away the wreckage and find you it's asleep. Just, just not... <laughs> what? <laughs> and with that, I think it is time to end the show. Uh, congratulations, Matt. You've Yay! won this one. Uh, you win Darth Vader's crotchless panties, uh, which are guaranteed to cause heavy breathing. So, 
<laughs> With that, we say goodbye to you, Chris Joel, uh, to Matt Gray, uh, to Gary Brannan. Ed Balls. <laughs> wow, weeks too late. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Good night. Tom Scott can f*** up a punchline at 50 paces. <laughs> I used to know a girl like that was going to be the joke, but never mind. <laughs> what, one you f***ed up at 50 paces? <laughs> Tom Scott's man cannon. <laughs>